1: Time right now eight sixteen. You're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, the thirtieth of August, and this morning we'll be talking about different things going on within the city of Murfreesboro, different projects and whatnot, and possible changes coming in the future. And I guess first, uh, Greg, let's start off with you. Greg McKnight, tell us a little bit about your background first.
2: Yeah, good morning. How you doing, Scott? Good. How you Uh, doing? I'm, I'm the director of planning for the city of Murfreesboro. Uh, came to the city of Murfreesboro uh, as a project uh, director of project development and moved into the planning director position about two and a half years ago
1: so about two and a half years now yep all right over
3: to you now <laughs> hey good morning Scott Sam Huddleston director of development services uh, and uh, Craig uh, Tyndall, is his normally scheduled spot he asked if uh, if Greg and I could come over and update wgns and the listeners on uh, some of the things happening in the city of murfreesboro Uh, certainly glad to have greg along with us uh, this morning uh, appreciate his background, um, and Greg, if I might impose on you just a little bit, tell us a little bit about uh, Greg McKnight before uh, the city of Murfreesboro, before planning director and before director of project development.
2: Yeah, I um, have a background in construction, but actually uh, Sam, born and raised, in, uh, Scott, born and raised in Murfreesboro, uh, Oakland High School graduate. Uh, okay. uh, let me back even up further than that. Last Cass is elementary uh, graduate and then Oakland High School graduate. Um, and then back, glad to be back home working for the city of Murfreesboro.
1: Now, Sam, you've been with the city for how many
3: years?
2: Hey, it's coming up on 23 years, Scott.
1: 23, okay. Uh, and, and I know all the different changes over those years. Man, 23 years, there has been a lot that has changed. Th-
3: there has. I was uh, a, a young man, uh, I thought, when I came <laughs> to work for the city, and, uh, and, and now I'm the uh, old gray-haired guy. And uh, and and I've i uh, learned a lot and seen a lot and and have experienced a lot and and I think one of the things that's um, helpful to the city of Murfreesboro is the institutional knowledge, uh, the programmatic knowledge, the history of our city uh, that comes with some of our long-term employees and 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 then uh, one of our challenges then is uh, is sharing that institutional knowledge and. Um, and information with people like Greg and our other staff members uh, those things are, are so important I, I, I know um, you know in, in our personal lives um, you, maybe you look to retirement maybe you look to uh, you know milestones in your life and, and those sorts of things uh, but as we uh, face issues with the city of Murfreesboro uh, we, we try to keep in mind that we're making long-term decisions uh, that uh, Murfreesboro uh, will have a, a, an existence long beyond our time with them. And so we try to make um, good decisions, sound decisions. Knowing something about our history and something about the institutional and programmatic knowledge um, helps us with that. Uh, knowing where we've been, as, as many would say, has a whole lot to, to do in, in understanding where we're headed.
1: Definitely. And I know some of the big changes coming to Murphy's Murfreesboro that have been happening over the last couple of years are changes in downtown Murfreesboro. Uh, one of those being that one east college development that's going on right now Um, that's one that i I guess originally the city purchased uh, that property and then it was sold after a long time uh, i guess of debating depending on how you look at it deciding how you wanted that future property to look and eventually developers came along and now we're seeing developed uh, a place that's going to be not only living space but retail and I think restaurants as well.
3: Yeah, Certainly there's a, a great opportunity there with, with One East College and I think um, the history of that property also uh, takes us back into the early history of uh with the, the church that's there and, and the idea and the concept we're going to save that church and, uh, and make that a part of the redeveloped property um, but also, looking ahead, this is a, a, a significant development, it's a significant private investment in our downtown, and, and it will be a 50-, 75-year decision because uh, the, the things that will be built there and the uh, structures uh, that will be placed there uh, will have that sort of useful life. Uh, maybe Greg can give us a little um, update on, on where that project is and how we see that progressing in the
2: next few weeks. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Scott, also, I think we should also go back to 2017 when we actually had the bottom study uh, that was done and conducted and created, developed by uh, Reagan Smith. And during that time, uh, it laid out just what is occurring and what's being proposed downtown today. Uh, some of those things that were talked about during the time there were two open house meetings with stakeholders there were also two stakeholder meetings where they sat down and asked the residents of murfreesboro uh, what should downtown look like what should the bottoms look like um, and some of the things they talked about you know they were talked about density downtown they talked about retail downtown Uh, talked about there being an arts and entertainment district uh, in the bottoms Uh, and then they really talked about connecting downtown with the bottoms a pedestrian bridge that would connect downtown across to uh, the bottoms area uh, across Northwest Broad. So I think that's really important that we share that this didn't just happen with a developer coming in and saying, hey, can we develop downtown? It actually is following, following to a T, uh, the, the the bottom study that started back in 2017. Very important to know that that's how we did Medical Center 20 years ago and how it developed out because it was a great plan for it. So um, I, I think the, the Wendee's College currently is moving forward. Now uh, they have their um, package out for bid and they're waiting on it uh, the bid, the numbers to come back from the subcontractors. Uh, they have already submitted their uh, foundation package for the garage to uh, to the building coach department, uh, waiting on waiting on that to move forward. So the next steps for that project is going to be them uh, sitting back down with the city administration, sharing what that bid package look like looks like after they receive the numbers back.
1: I I know one of the important things, at least for uh, the city of Murfreesboro, is kind of preserving history here locally, and of course the clock tower of Old First Methodist Church is going to be preserved, and that's going to be incorporated into the design.
2: Yeah, I think that there was really a good feedback from uh, not only the Main Street uh, uh, board members as well, but some of the residents just to say, how can we keep the uh, building uh, exterior uh, compatible with downtown area, and that's very important not only to city administration, planning staff, but also to the developer as well.
1: Now, with the bottom study, I know there was a lot that was talked about during that in 2017. But one of the things was, of course, daylighting Town Creek, and then, like you mentioned, the bridge going over Broad Street. Do we have a, a firm location of where that bridge is actually going
2: to be yet? Yes. Yeah, right now, it's uh, proposed to be at the corner of Church Street and Northwest Broad on on this end. Uh, of, of church street um, is where it's proposed to to cross over northwest broad uh, right there at the uh, city's property on the corner of church street
1: and from what i understand that's going to be a park-like setting once you cross over you know from uh, this side of church street going over to the other side where broad is but once you cross over there's going to be a creek there there's going to be trees all of that stuff
2: Yeah, let sam talk a little bit about town creek Certainly. Thank
3: you, Greg. Um, Scott, as we looked at um, some of our projects and some of the proposals that were coming in, one of the things that influenced the location of the pedestrian bridge was we we noted that there were several proposed residential developments that were lining up on the Church Street corridor. Uh, one East College has frontage on Church Street. Uh, uh, some folks in our community are aware that uh, the Bank of America property that's located... Um, there at, uh, at Church Street and East Main, uh, just behind the, the properties on the square, uh, um, there's a proposed residential component to that. As we look at the Broad Street development, which we haven't talked about this morning, but, but certainly Greg could provide some information on that, uh, residential with that, and, and the, the police uh, department annex parking, which is immediately across Church Street from the radio station, um, with a potential residential presence there. And so we had originally envisioned the, um, the pedestrian bridge maybe anchoring on the Vine Street, Front Street side where we have existing properties. But as we looked at, at that pedestrian uh, influence and that pedestrian uh, concentration along Church Street the the residential concentration along Church Street, Providing that downtown open space uh, that would that would be there to to benefit those residents, we wanted then to align that that pedestrian corridor and connection up at that uh, church and broad intersection. And so we decided to to move the, um, the the pedestrian bridge down. Now that's not saying we can't have another location sometime in the future, but just looking at how the development was coming together, um, the the church street and broad street. Uh, uh, corridors seemed to be, and that intersection seemed to be a little more amenable to our, uh, our, uh, our, our residential uh, growth in the downtown area. Uh, and, and one of the big ideas that came out of the uh, uh, Historic Bottomless Land Use Study was this idea of daylighting Town Creek. Now, it didn't start there. It actually started uh, uh, back in, in 2007 uh, when we had a, a collapse in the uh, pipes that were carrying Town Creek. Through the kfc property um and it took us about nine months to to repair that uh and and we called it an emergency repair but it didn't seem (laughs) much like an emergency (laughs) taking nine months to do it but uh there was a lot involved there to to make that repair on a live stream while having to manage and divert water around it so it was a a pretty involved repair and then we extrapolated those costs over um the length of that uh town creek uh, system uh, which was put in in the 1950s and 60s and looked at that cost to to repair that uh, at some point in the future and we said maybe there's a better way. Um, and so we um, we talked internally uh, with our planning and, and engineering staff about the idea of could could daylighting that actually be, a better long-term remedy for us and we believe it is and so we started with that concept in the 2008 time frame and just continued to work on it and develop it um, with the the bottoms uh, planning study um, Reagan Smith and the public participation really kind of brought that together uh, especially for the uh, um, part across uh, Broad Street from from City Hall uh, and, and to try to make that um, a, a a space a place uh, you know where there would be shade and comfort and and things to to see and things to do uh, and in the meantime the city gets the benefit of a more resilient uh, drainage system a more natural uh, conveyance of that creek rather than having it in a constructed system that uh, that will age and will deteriorate over time we're going to restore it to a more natural condition uh, like you might see uh, in the Parts that are open now there at Cannonsburg.
1: It's really interesting to see the change of having more residential space in downtown Murfreesboro. And I know other towns like Murfreesboro have done similar things, like in, in downtown Franklin. You know, there's more residential space there now than there used to be. And, and we're going to see that here in Murfreesboro as well. Now, are there any dates yet for when, for example, One East College or this city block, you know, church at Broad will be? actually torn down and and turned into residential, hotel, and office space, along with retail.
2: Yeah, see the One East College project moving forward. has got a lot lot faster just because they've gone through the uh, actual uh, memorandum of understanding and those front-end opportunities, and now they're back with their bid package. So it looks like this one will be moving forward first of the year. Um, is when they're really trying to move forward on the parking structure uh, to get it out of the ground because it is a Texas wrap, which basically means the parking garage will be uh, enclosed around the building and you won't be able to see it. So they'll get that up and moving first. Uh, the Broad Street project—it's—it's uh, it's scheduled to uh, go to a workshop for the council with council to talk uh, in regards to a uh, MOU to just to talk about the business side of things, uh, purchasing buildings and those kinds of things. So it's still in the in the front stages of actual um, um, acquiring property and making the business uh, uh setting up the business deal with the with the city of murphysboro city administration council and planning commission uh so we look to do that throughout the rest of the rest of this year we have to get in front of the, the commissions to make sure everything is in order
1: you know in five years from now i i, I think murphysboro is going to look totally different i mean it talk about a facelift and changes, it's gonna be totally different in a lot of ways, but yet still holding on and preserving a lot of the history.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what's really been exciting about it is the the developers feel the same way. They want to preserve the history uh, of Murfreesboro. And when they're talking about the skins, the the material for all of their developments, they've been very open uh, to listening to um, feedback from planning, city administration, uh, council and planning commission as well. So I think that's uh, what's really good about the three projects we have downtown. One, the residential retail, uh, bringing downtown to life, but also uh, providing some other things for the residents of Murfreesboro to be able to do instead of having to drive to Nashville to do all those things. So we, we're doing them, we're just doing them elsewhere. We have a great opportunity to provide that here in, in Murfreesboro.
1: Again, with us this morning, Sam Huddleston and Greg McKnight with the City of Murfreesboro. And one of the items that was talked about at those original bottoms meeting was having an outside amphitheater of some sort near Cannonsburg. Is that something that's going to actually happen?
2: i think i think even with the town creek project i think sam there's been plans of having something small but nothing probably to the effect that uh to the impact that it was uh, planned in the bottom study uh there have been some opportunities there's some other opportunities sam can speak to that uh, where it has been relocated to and the proposed uh relocation of it but not in the bottom stud in the bottoms but there will be some type of music venue and outdoor space uh, to hold uh, concerts and things like that but not on a large scale scott
3: yeah, and I think, I think the opportunity here uh, with Town Creek and with the Bottoms redevelopment and, and some of the activities we see on the um, bottom side of Broad Street with, with interest in those properties, uh, our Parks and Rec Department and the city of Murfreesboro, we're gonna have an opportunity to, to look at Cannonsburg, the space we have, the activities we have down there, and maybe uh, set Cannonsburg up for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, and it's certainly a thought that, that having some type of amphitheater um, or large assembly space, uh, where that might go and, and what that might look like, we've got some work to do on that. Uh, but, but certainly, uh, we're looking to make not just Town Creek as it's on its own something, but to integrate that with the pedestrian bridge, uh, with uh, changes and enhancements uh, to Cannonsburg, and with some added things. Um, in that Cannonsburg area on the opposite side of Broad Street. Um, you know, Scott, as we looked at the, at the residential um, activities downtown and even the hospitality activities that we think will come downtown with uh, a couple of ideas uh, and concepts of, of uh, boutique hotels, um, the, the people that will be in our downtown living here or visiting here, um, they will need some outdoor space, some green space, some open space, to help complement that lifestyle change that they're making to move into a downtown area. Uh, we visited a, uh, a downtown residential development in Franklin. Uh, you know, you would mentioned uh, their uh, residential development. And in that, uh, the operator told us that 60% of their residents have dogs. Um, and in a in a 500 square foot apartment, uh, you think, well, what do you do with a dog? Well, part of, part of that has to be uh, programming for that and having those outdoor spaces for uh, that, that you would normally have maybe with a backyard having those uh, maybe as a community amenity instead of an individual amenity or a, or a development amenity within the, the uh, limits of your residential development uh, and so we see um, Town Creek and Cannonsburg and the open space we have in Murphy Springs, the Lytle Creek Greenway and, and even if we jump over and look at some places like Oakland Park Um, In those areas where we already have existing uh, Patterson Park, existing open space, and existing facilities, those become uh, the backyard, so to speak, for our our downtown visitors and our downtown residents.
1: You know, I think one thing that does make our downtown area stand out more so than a lot of other downtown areas and other cities is that we've got direct access right off of I-24 straight into the heart of downtown, Whereas in other cities, you've got to drive, you know, five to seven miles to get to their downtown square area.
3: Church Street's uh, uh, just over two miles from the interstate interchange right into the heart of downtown and the, and the public square. Um, but then with uh, with uh, Old Fort Parkway, Highway 96, uh, uh, with the uh, widening and improvements to New Salem Highway um, and and also Medical Center Parkway, there's there's a lot of good access from i-24 into the heart of downtown
1: and again with us this morning sam huddleston and greg mcknight and with the city of murfreesboro both of them with the city of murfreesboro and uh, when we come back i want to talk a little bit more about uh, i guess the the closing of the parking lot across the street from the station because you were saying that potentially is going to be residential in the near future so there's you know a, a lot more to change in downtown for sure and then also, I know Rutherford County is about to renovate the old Goldstein's building, so I'm sure the city of Murfreesboro has some input on that overall. So we'll find out more about that as well. Time right now, eight thirty-five. Stay with us; we have more information to come. You're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning.
0: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demis's. Come by our store Music World and Drummer's Den, we're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great
1: instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kiven and me at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro. 2762 South Church Street across
3: from Indian Hills Golf Course.
4: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa,
3: or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at
4: WGNSRadio.com.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Time right now, 8.37. Again, with us this morning, we have Sam Huddleston and Greg McKnight, both with the city of Murfreesboro and uh, both under, I guess, the planning department overall, or would that be correct?
2: Yeah, I'm planning. Um, I'm in the planning department. Sam is actually uh, uh, over building codes, planning department. He's executive de- director of development services. So, These yes, they're
3: all intertwined. That's
2: correct. <laughs> they're all intertwined in the,
3: the uh, unique thing about the development services is it's generally customers external to the city of Murfreesboro looking to come in and do business with the city of Murfreesboro, whether it's a new development plan or a building permit or information on the floodplain. Um, questions about their zoning questions about property maintenance building codes Uh, we also have community development uh, incorporated into that development services and they they primarily administer the community development block grant that's available uh, through hud uh, for low and moderate income um, uh, individuals
1: and i know before that last break i mentioned uh, the parking lot across the street from the radio station on south church that is is one area that uh, parking has been shut down for, at least for now, uh, and, and what exactly are they going to develop over there? Do they know yet?
3: So um, that property is included with uh, w- what we've been generically referring to as the Broad Street Redevelopment Plan. Uh, but looking at that property as availability for uh, some, some, some uh, reutilization, uh, certainly when the police department and the police headquarters was there on Church Street, Um, we needed some some extra parking in that area and it served that purpose very well for the time that the police department was there. When the police department moved to Highland Avenue, we noticed uh, a very significant, almost overnight uh, reduction in the demand on our parking around the city hall and the city hall parking garage. But but that property was included uh, when we originally started uh, uh, reviewing the, the Broad Street development and the redevelopment plans there that property was included and so we talked through various scenarios about how it might be used and and the the current concept is for to to incorporate a small mixed-use development in there as well but including uh, uh some residential on that
1: and then also I know Rutherford County is about to uh, renovate the old Goldsteins building which is on the downtown square of course obviously downtown Murfreesboro and that's going to preserve even more history have you seen the outline of exactly what the county will be doing to
3: that old Goldstein's building which is where election commission is I haven't personally looked at that that generally be in the uh, working in with our building codes department uh, to look at those interior renovations Uh, but what we do know about that is the um, eight to five activities that go on in the downtown area are important uh, to that daytime population uh, city services, county services, um, you know the judicial uh, building, and all of the activity that that creates uh, helps drive a daytime population, um, and and so we're we're happy to see that the the county is uh, continuing to invest in the downtown area. Uh, Scott, our um, our civic plaza, library, uh, city hall, and the parking garage that was that was opened in 1992. Uh, it might interest uh, some of our listeners to know that there was a, uh, an expansion plan included in that for a potential uh, county building that would actually have been across the street from the Goldstein building right right there on at the corner of Vine and Church. And so um, uh, the county evaluated the op- option of building new there. Uh, that parking garage was designed to support two floors of, of additional uh, structure additional building there and, and so they looked at the, uh, the, the cost and the benefits of staying where they are and renovating versus building new and, and as uh, uh, anybody who's priced uh, commercial construction uh, you know in the last 12 to 18 months can tell you that the, uh, that if you can invest in, in a, an existing building um it's it often is a much uh, much less expensive alternative than building new
1: it's pretty expensive these days to build for sure hey I, I still remember when the old music shop was where nhc is today i mean it talk about change it is interesting to look back at the change but it's, it's positive to hear that green space is going to remain intact it sounds like at the corner of church and vine uh, but also coming up in the near future, in fact, this Thursday, the swearing in of, of new representatives for the city of Murfreesboro. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: So this Thursday at 430 in the City Hall Rotunda, uh, Honorable Toby Gilly will preside over a swearing in of our uh, mayor and uh, three council members that were uh, elected in August. Uh, mayor McFarland, of course, um was an incumbent but he'll be returning to the mayor's office and then Madeline Scales Harris will also be returning to council and then we have two new council members Jamie Averwater and Austin Maxwell uh, they will be joining our uh, council this Thursday as swearing-in ceremony at 4.30. Uh, immediately following that at 5.30, uh, we'll have uh, an open mic night, as we call it, but there's an opportunity for public comment before the mayor and council, and then the council meeting will, will be gaveled in at 6. So their first meeting is going to be the day they're sworn
1: in, which has got to be a little little scary for them.
3: <laughs> yes, and you know, and we, uh, we try to do our best as city staff to... Uh, to orient uh, uh, new members of council on uh, activities and things that they would typically see from us. And, and we talked to, to both Austin and Jamie about uh, the busyness of the campaign and then a short break and then um, the uh, reality of the position that they've been elected to. And, uh, and, and I think the um, uh, campaigning versus um, the the daily and weekly business of the city—they're are t- two separate things—and and there's a lot of it takes a lot of effort to to keep the wheels turning for the city of Murfreesboro, um, and and certainly keeping our council informed and helping them make uh, good decisions is is part of staff's responsibility.
1: Now, one of the decisions City Council recently uh, agreed to was a land swap with Middle Tennessee Electric and city of murfreesboro Uh, tell us more about that land swap because there's a meeting that's going to be held tonight that's going to further discuss it
3: Uh, that's correct as well so in june of this year the uh, the city council and the board of middle Tennessee electric agreed to swap uh, properties the city owns about 117 acres on 840 burnt knob road and and uh, uh, veterans parkway and I think it was in 2013 that Middle Tennessee Electric purchased approximately 150 acres on Veterans Parkway uh, for a, a, a new corporate campus. Um, and in in the times since both the city and Middle Tennessee Electric bought their properties, you know our circumstances have changed, and so uh, the the idea of a land swap came up uh, several months ago. Um, We talked about it internally. We talked with Middle Tennessee Electric, and there was some um, uh, interest on both parties in pursuing that. We eventually got to a a land swap agreement, which basically looks like a uh, purchase contract for real estate, and that land swap was approved by both boards. Um, It's scheduled to close December the 31st, and one of the uh, conditions of that agreement was that the city would uh, rezone the property that we now own uh, we would rezone that commercial highway uh, for the purpose of uh, engaging Middle Tennessee Electric and economic development um, and job creation uh, for the benefit of our community. Uh, in exchange for that, the city would, would then take possession of 150 acres on Veterans Parkway, and the, the vision that our mayor and council have shared with staff includes uh, a, a significant park element there, as well as uh, potential school location and some other public facilities and community facilities. For example, um, perhaps a new fire station to help with coverage in that area, Uh, maybe a West Precinct for the police department. Uh, We've talked about other educational and library uh, opportunities and, and those sorts of things. And so tonight uh, at uh, 530, we'll be meeting at Fire Station 11. That's on Blaze Drive there near the Blackman School Complex. Uh, And uh, the city of Murfreesboro staff and staff from Middle Tennessee Electric will talk about those zoning proposals. uh, And then on the September 7th uh, meeting of the Planning Commission, we'll be conducting a public hearing. So this is really got an opportunity for us to get uh, current information out about the rezoning requests that um, that we think as staff need to be in place to help support the vision that we have for uh, the uh, economic development activities of middle tennessee electric as well as the vision that we have for um, our neighborhood and community uh, in public facilities that the, uh, that we have for the property there on Veterans Parkway.
1: Now, of course, a lot happening with middle Tennessee electric over the last couple of years and probably the next two years to come as well. Uh, one of which being moving out of the downtown old Murfreesboro electric department building. So the question is what's to come of that old Murfreesboro electric building.
3: Yeah. So, uh, I- I- MED, the, the Murfreesboro electric building, uh, I- think will be vacated by the end of this year, if not sooner. Uh, Middle Tennessee Electric is undergoing a significant investment in their campus on New Salem. Uh, That investment actually factored in significantly into their uh, decisions about the corporate headquarters and the new corporate campus on Veterans Parkway. Uh, And so, uh, Scott, we really see that property as as uh, maybe similar to the one east college property that would be an opportunity to, for reuse and redevelopment um and the the city would likely partner in that with with someone to to bring something into that area that part of downtown
1: a, a recent independent study came out talking about how the nashville metropolitan area is going to see a 40 percent increase in uh, not only condominiums but also apartment complexes over the next five years uh, not talking about individual homes being built but specifically condominiums and apartments being built in the nashville metro area and of course we're included in that murphy's bro um, are, are we seeing that big of an increase because when we're sitting here talking i'm thinking about well one is church and broad one east college and then the potential of Murfreesboro Electric one day possibly being a, a location of future apartments or condominiums.
2: Yeah, Scott, we do see uh, um, an increase uh, in, in in requests for multifamily in the in the Murfreesboro area. Uh, what we do know is that there is a need the other thing we do know is that there is a a a certain space or a location for density to be uh, brought into Murfreesboro so that's one of the things that council planning commission and the staff planning staff so the administration is really looking at is locating that where the utilities um, are available to have high density uh, locating it where there are Uh, neighborhood commercial resources uh, for the density Uh, so being very strategic in where that density goes so and not making sure that we don't put it on the outskirts uh, and sprawl uh, on the outside of Murfreesboro that impacts our rolling services uh, to make sure we're being very uh, mindful and consistent and uh, intentional about where that multifamily um, those multifamily developments go.
1: And I know some of the other areas that are seeing a a boom in apartments condominiums townhomes would be mount juliet for one lebanon is another one and there's not a lot of apartment space in places like lebanon but that's probably going to change a lot in the near future but murphy's bro are we still one of the fastest growing or are we the fastest growing in the state of tennessee at this point
2: i think it still says that in the uh, in the stats that we are the still the one of the fastest growing Um, cities, Uh, so I think with what we've seen is there are continue to be um, families moving into Murfreesboro and the the numbers of building permits and uh, continue to show that that is the case Scott and so we haven't seen any change in the number of building permits we receive on a monthly basis uh, nor have we seen any decline in any of our our monthly submittals in the planning department as it relates to uh, site plans and subdivision uh, submittals.
3: I think Scott too the uh, the history of Murfreesboro as we look back uh, uh, at at what uh, you know really I think started a lot of the growth in the area. I look back personally at the uh, at the announcement that Nissan was coming into Rutherford County, uh, and as we look at our year over year statistics, there was a significant jump in the years following that announcement, um, uh, leading up to. Uh, current day um, and, and really we look back a lot of our current uh, land use and development and uh, building permits, those were really re-revisioned, restructured and reoriented in that ni- mid-1980s uh, in response to the demand that was placed on our community by the, uh, by the announcement from Nissan. And the other thing that I think uh, probably makes us a bit different than some of our neighboring uh, suburb communities like Lebanon and Mount Juliet, uh, with the significant uh, presence of MTSU and their student body and their student population. Uh, that transitional housing is pretty typical in a in a college or university setting. Uh, and so um, as as the university grew and their housing demands, uh... for students grew uh... the the very natural growth of our apartment uh, 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 inventory was was a result of that uh... mtsu historically has not uh... provided or expanded their own on-campus housing and so that was then pushed out into the private sector to be be managed uh... there with private development and private growth and so we probably got a jump start on some of our other communities that might now be seeing the pressure on that higher density residential.
1: I know MTSU during the fall and spring semesters have between 20 and 23,000 students if not a little more than that. I don't know how many already live in Murphy's Pro course, but they definitely bring in a lot of people.
3: That they do and um, and for those of us who work in the in the downtown area, uh, you know as you drive in uh, say from mid-May to I don't know maybe first to mid august Um, you say well traffic's not too bad today and then when our local school system starts up and when our NTSU students return uh, to to class certainly I personally can see it I think all of us can sense that there's a higher demand um, on our transportation system and and that's a result of those uh, students being active both the the elementary and and, uh, uh, middle and high school students going to school as well as the NTSU students returning to class
1: again with us this morning sam huddleston and greg mcknight with the city of murfreesboro and another thing that i noticed recently was the city of murfreesboro released tax information for local hotels the hotel tax if you would and there have been an increase in stays at the hotels all throughout murfreesboro Uh, in fact i I think we're back to pre-covid numbers even that being said we're going to see more hotels being built here and looks like
3: downtown murfreesboro will be home to maybe even two or three hotels someday soon and so our uh, chamber of commerce and the convention and visitors bureau uh, shared some information with us and not not just with us but they shared it publicly that there uh, they felt like there was a demand for probably eight to twelve uh n- new hotels in the rutherford county market uh and and that was based on the occupancy of the existing and then the expected growth in that hospitality industry. Uh, I think the, the Convention and Visitors Bureau has done a great job in, in marketing and advertising for our community. Our, our parks and rec department um, uh, has, has historically done a great job in, in creating that, um, that environment and that economy of, um, of regional sports. Uh, and so those kind of visits here uh, really drive a lot of the demand. Uh, and then we see activities that that happen in in generally in the metro Nashville area. That demand will get pushed out. Some of that hospitality demand will get pushed out into Rutherford County from time to time. Um, Greg may have some information on, uh, um, you know, the the recent applications or or uh, opportunities we know of in the in the hotel and, and hospitality market
2: yeah other than the proposed downtown as you've already mentioned scott we have uh two two other uh site plans uh that we're working on now with hotels that will be a uh, hundred uh, or more keys uh hotel um, flags that'll be coming to, to murfreesboro so you're correct they are uh now that we have seen the numbers get get back pre-covid Um, We've seen uh, more requests for hotels in the city of Murfreesboro.
1: Any word yet on a hotel being located near the 840 Northwest Broad Street intersection where that uh, new, I guess, game park, if you would, is going to be built where it's going to have everything from soccer fields to a hockey complex.
2: Yeah, we don't actually have a submittal uh, that has that that's come across our desk in the planning department. We do have and have had public inquiries where we've sat down and talked to individuals inquiring about uh, a good area for hotels to be placed uh, in that area. Is there a good area over there that's within the city limits? Uh, I think all of those those areas uh, just right across uh, Broad Street. i mean 840, and then where Legacy Sports. Um, uh, sports Entertainment Center is going. It's going to be all good areas uh, for hotels that will accommodate and support uh, that use in that area. So a, a lot to come. A lot to
3: come, Scott. The, uh, um, the developers of Legacy Sports included a, uh, some, some land along the frontage of Broad Street that they look to uh, house uh, hospitality and other um, services that would be Uh, available to the visitors to that park Uh, and and so some some level of hotel or um, uh, extended stay hotel uh, options they've they've already talked about and and are working on the details of that
1: again greg mcknight and sam huddleston both with us this morning with the city of murfreesboro and as we close this morning we only have about 20 seconds left but as we close this morning again there is a meeting tonight about middle tennessee electrics land swap with murfreesboro where is that going to be in what time
3: it's at fire station 11 that's on blaze drive i don't have this specific street address um but it's uh it's uh next to blackman high school and across the street from blackman middle we'll be at 5:30. uh we'll be meeting inside the equipment bays there with fire station 11 sounds good thanks for joining us this morning thank you scott time right now 8:58. more
1: news and information coming up Let's learn about Adams Place, the area's premier senior living center. We're talking with Terry Deal.
4: Adams Place has a full calendar of events uh, in each of our different levels of care. We may be playing cards or board games of some sort. There are going to be entertainers that come in. Socialization in the dining room is a big event. It's an opportunity to get together with a number of your friends and just kind of talk about the day's events. So anytime there's an opportunity for us to be able to have a party, we're having one of some kind. What if you want
1: to have friends over who don't live here?
4: You really are not changing your lifestyle. You're changing your address. And if your lifestyle still includes friends coming over to play cards or to have a social event with you, it's part of your lifestyle and we want that to continue.
1: Selling your home, downsizing, can Adams Place help us accomplish that?
4: We're partnered with a couple of different companies where they can come in and help you with the downsizing process itself. They'll help you pack. They will arrange the movers. They'll help you unpack. And then they'll help you set up the decor according to your desires. This is Terry Deal. We'd like to invite you to come visit with us at Adams Place. Just give us a call, 615-904-9111. We'd love to show you around our beautiful community.
0: I'm the Good Neighbor to... Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. Good morning, sweetheart. Time to wake up. Ah, the morning's first whispers. Don't want to be late for school. As the sun rises over Murfreesboro, the miracle of fall springs to life. Are you out of bed? Your family must respond. Have you brushed your teeth? And as the crisp new morning crescendos, time bends. the relaxation of summer is no longer recognizable.
4: Where are your shoes? Hey, where are my shoes?
0: Instincts kick in. You're
4: gonna miss the bus!
0: A new language burst forth.
4: It's time
1: to go! You'll
0: need every tool at your disposal.
1: Every single
0: morning! An anchor. Anchors to guide you, fortunately. Amy, Ben, Rebecca, Nick, Leland, and Nikki D are with you. Good morning, I'm Leland Statham.
4: And I'm Nikki D Ray.
0: Changing weather, traffic conditions, news to keep you safe. Don't venture out into back to school without News Channel 5 this morning.